Time to bring in Jason Cole, veteran NFL reporter. Jason, good morning. Thanks for joining us again. No problem. What's going on, guys? Oh, well, there's a gazillion NFL storylines. But I'm curious um, if uh, for, you know, the expanded format and, and more teams and all of that, uh, at the end, is it going to be a bunch of quarterbacks who've already won Super Bowls battling to win one more Super Bowl? Or could someone new break through? And, of course, when I say that, all eyes turn to Buffalo. Uh, look, I think Buffalo has a chance, but their chance is determined by are the Chiefs going to are, are the Chiefs going to be bored and let down and allow somebody else to get into this? If that makes sense, I think that look, the Chiefs are so much better than everybody else in the field when they play hard. They haven't had to play hard except for you know, like 20 minutes at a time, you know, they'll, they'll go into a game and they'll be behind by 10 points. And then all of a sudden for 20 minutes, they'll score four touchdowns. And all of a sudden it's 28 to 10 and they're cruising. Um, so they sort of waste the first 15 or 20 minutes of game, play really hard for 20 minutes. And then they cruise through the last 20 minutes of the game. I've seen them do that time. And again, the only game where I thought they played really hard for 45, 50 minutes was the Baltimore game early in the season, and they really took it to them. And then ever since then, it's sort of like, okay, we can just cruise through games because this is a team that in the playoffs last year, they overcame three straight games in which they were down by double digits, right? So they've they've cleared these um, big hurdles, and then they came back and they got Baltimore, who they didn't face last year in the playoffs, and they torched them. So it's like, okay, none of you are a challenge. And that's why you get games like the game against Atlanta last week, which they're just muddling through. And it's like, okay, turn it on, score a touchdown, put the game away, we're good. And that's that's the kind of thing where Buffalo can catch them by surprise. But to get back to your original point, look, I've always rated playoff teams by tell me who the quarterback is. You know, <laughs> if that team has a great quarterback, put them at the top of the list of the teams most likely to win. That's how it usually works in this league. What's your reaction simply to the fact that the NFL managed to have a 17-week season with the pandemic? Uh, an extraordinary thing. I think they 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 made an abnormal situation look as normal as possible. And yeah, there are some hiccups along the line. The other games you had to move around. And yeah. But like, this is, this is a, you know, this is a situation that nobody else has ever, you know, foreseen. I mean, yeah, the league has dealt with some disasters, you know, 9-11 or, you know, Kennedy, you know, Kennedy being shot and killed and, you know, they've had they've had some moments where a season has been interrupted for a week, or you know, a hurricane has changed where a, a team plays, things like that. But this was had to be managed so completely and so um, constantly, you know, to prevent outbreaks from becoming worse than they were. Um, and to prevent things that happen in baseball. And I'm not trying to rip baseball because baseball was the, sort of the first one in the barrel. And, you know, we nobody knew how this was going to play out. Um, to me, you know, 
the NFL did a fabulous job of managing their way through a very, very difficult situation with teams, you know, where you have, you know, 80 to 100 people involved with that team, players and coaches, where this could have really gotten out of control a number of times. So if you have a lot of money and you're motivated Uh by the fact that there's a lot of money at stake, then you really can move mountains. Oh, absolutely. Money, money makes the world go round, as the, as the saying goes. But yeah, every, there was a, the mutual uh, people had a mutual motivation to make sure the season was pulled off. The players and the the players and man, and the owners they wanted to get this thing done. The, the coaches too, and and they realized how much was at stake. And I think they learned from what the other two sports had gone through before them. They were fortunate to get, be the third one in. If this had been a pandemic that had hit, like, in a June or July setting, and, you know, that, that would have put the – that would have put the NFL in a much bigger bind in terms of how they reacted to this. They were the fortunate ones that learned from baseball and from basketball. So with Jordan Love played Utah State, obviously we follow him. We know about the draft situation. Uh, going to Green Bay, and we heard, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers, they should have given him more weapons, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's towards the end of his career, yada, yada, all that stuff. And then he responds with just really, uh, I can almost say, uh, a one-of-a-kind season, particularly for him at his advanced age. He was just simply sensational. What explanation do you have for it? I think that he there, – there's a um, – I think for Rodgers – he realized, look, this was a challenge, but it was a challenge from a coach who he, A, trusted, and B, in his own way, look, Matt LaFleur is the coach of the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers, because Rodgers got tired of McCarthy. So if this didn't work out, if there was a war here, Rodgers was going to be the one who was going to take most of the blame. So I think Rodgers at a certain point had to had to realize Look, I got to make the best of the situation. I can't. I can't do what Brett Favre did, and and sort of and and be obstinate about you know the fact that a quarterback was drafted, you know, while in the first round while I'm still here. I have to just deal with it. I have to be a better teammate, and I have to be better with the team myself. And I think that I think he learned from his own past. And I think that he learned from his own responsibility in this situation and said, I'm going to do everything I can to make the best of it. Now, I think ultimately this, I don't believe that the Packers are so overwhelmingly talented that they can get through a playoff situation with the, with the weapons that they have. I have doubts about it, but they have put themselves in the best possible position to do it, you know, by, having a home field advantage such as it is, you know, without fans, but certainly with the cold weather, they have, they have a, you know, some, some level of advantage. I don't think it's going to be as important against Tom Brady who played his entire career in cold weather, but it will work against most of the other players from the team like Tampa. So the bigger threat to the Packers then and to, uh, the awesome stats Rodgers has put up, the 48 touchdowns and the only five interceptions, which seems crazy. The biggest threat to them 
and what they put together this year. Is it the Saints or has Breeze dropped off enough and maybe not healthy enough that you really look at the Seahawks, even though they haven't seemed to put together the great offense they had early in the year and the really good defense they've had here at the end of the year, they haven't put it all together at the same time very often. No, but the, Seattle probably has – they have a significantly better defense over the last six games than they did the first half. So they're, they're, on a, they're probably an average to slightly above average defense when they were, you know, after being the worst defense in the league for the first, what, nine, ten games of the season. So they've gotten to the point where they can uh, make life at least reasonably difficult for, for most of the other teams in the NFC. I don't think they're good enough to make it difficult for the Chiefs if the Chiefs get there, right? But certainly for everybody in the, else in the NFC. I, I think that the team that I look at and says can give the Packers the most problem is Tampa Bay. I, I really do think the Buccaneers – like I, I see with Brady the progression of being on the same page with Mike Evans now, being on the same page with Godwin, and all of a sudden Antonio Brown has started to get his timing back where the first couple of weeks Antonio Brown looked out of sorts and you know, looked like a guy who hadn't played in over a year, right? Um, now all of a sudden he looks like a guy who's comfortable and back to playing and sitting there and going, oh, okay, I remember how to do this, and he's moving at a speed closer to what we remember so those three weapons and then you throw in Gronkowski and Braid is is a workable guy and Ronald Jones the thing that they miss to me is they don't have a good pass catching running back out of the backfield but I think they've covered it enough with the three receivers that they have and that that combination with a couple of decent tight ends so I like what they're doing offensively and I think they're just good enough um, they're just good enough defensively. They're sort of similar to Seattle, maybe just slightly better than Seattle defensively. So I would give them the nod. You know, New Orleans got the best defense out of this entire group, but they're a dome team with a quarterback who's just his arm is just not there, and his body is beat up. I love Drew Brees, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and like. All we have to do is say his name, and he's going to get into the Hall of Fame kind of thing. But boy, his you know if if you're expecting him to throw that way in a cold weather game, I just don't see it. Like I I don't see him being able to make a big play in 30 degree weather with the arm the way the way that it is right now. So as far as the Steelers, you know we don't count the last game because the starters and all weren't playing. But what do you uh-huh. make of their little late-season slump as far as them with their perspective and prospects going into the postseason? Well, I remember Denver, at the end of Elway's career, when Denver won their first of back-to-back titles, if you remember that, they went through a similar kind of slump where they, I think they lost two or three games in a row, which is recounted in the biography I just published of John Elway. Um you know, in September, you know, they lost a couple of critical games, including a game at San Francisco where they lost their cool in that game. And they had to go on the road um, to win, you know, three critical games. Um, you know, a game at Pittsburgh, the game at Kansas City. Um, and then, you know, and then finally win that Super Bowl against Green Bay. So 
I think that this can serve for a veteran team with a veteran quarterback as sort of a wake-up call. My bigger problem, though, with the Steelers is, like, they just, their personnel is banged up. You know, like, they're just missing certain guys that are critical. You know, they're on their third, you know, inside linebacker who's calling plays. You know, they've got, you know, Dupree is hurt. Um, they've just, you know, they're ravaged in what was their strength. And, and defense, particularly that kind of defense, plays better in the postseason because the game becomes more physical when you get into the postseason. And I expected that defense to be much more effective than it was in the regular season. The one caveat to this or the one counter to that is I think that Roethlisberger finally had that game that you get when you're starting to feel confident in your body again and starting to feel like, okay, I'm back to normal. I don't have to worry about getting hit. I don't have to worry about making certain throws. I'm just going to be myself again. And that takes a while for guys when they go through a year year off. Um, I remember Carson Palmer, you know, when he came back from a knee injury. Now, a knee injury is very different from an elbow injury. But even with an elbow, you're not feeling confident about your arm. I think he finally turned it loose in that you know, that last game that he played, and it was like, okay, that's the Roethlisberger I remember. And if that happens, if they get enough of out of Roethlisberger and enough out of their defense, then they've got probably the third best shot in the AFC. They, still, they, can, they can sneak up on Buffalo and make this a little bit more interesting. The one difference is Buffalo's, Buffalo's really hot, and the Chiefs are obviously the most talented team. So Alex Smith played at the University of Utah. People still follow him. He is five and one as a starter. They are two and eight when he doesn't start. He's gotten Washington in the playoffs. Is there any chance that that Washington defense, which seems to be pretty good when the quarterback's not turning uh-huh. the ball over and putting them in terrible positions, that they could get pressure on Brady because his numbers drop dramatically when he's under pressure, and that Washington could shock the world a seven and nine team winning a playoff game the way the Seahawks. We're seven and nine, and beat the Saints when they were the defending champs. Uh, you know, it's it's altogether possible. I just don't see that they can score enough points. I, I I just I think that even if you put pressure on Brady a couple of times, don't you get the feeling that they're still going to manage to score twenty four to twenty eight points at a minimum? Yeah, and Washington twenty four to twenty yeah. right, and, and and Washington's really challenged to get much past twenty to twenty three. So, like, I just I, – I don't see that that Washington has enough. Now, crazy things can happen. And so I would say if those teams were to play seven times, can I imagine Washington winning one or two of those, of those seven? Yes. And can I – you know, but two's pushing it. I just think that Tampa is that much better than them right now. It's not impossible. It can happen. But I just don't know that – I don't know that Washington can score enough points combined with they can, they can create enough turnovers that will keep Tampa to under 24 points. That's, that's where I see a problem in this game for Washington. You think Brady and Breeze are done, or you think they'll come back? Oh, Brady! Will, I think Brady will come back. I think Breeze is going to be on the TV booth next year. Um, that's that's just how they were setting it up, and that's 
you know, it's good. I mean, I, he, he's had a fabulous career. Uh, he has played until basically, you know, the, the wheels are, have almost completely come off. Um, but, you know, you watch and look, a 35 yard throw downfield is tough for him to make right now. Making a tight throw into tight windows is tough. So I, I think that they've made a decision. I think collectively they've made a decision that, look, this is going to be the last year, Drew. You, this is what you're, you want. You know, we got Taysom Hill. We got Jameis Winston. Um, we'll figure it out for next year. Um, but, you know, it's 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 time at this point at, at this point in your career that you need to move on, and I think that Breeze is accepting of that. That's why he was ready to go. He was probably ready to go do TV last this season, you know, last off season, but he decided to stick it out for another year. So the coaching carousel. So already uh, the Jets have made their move. The Jaguars now, I guess, have made their move. So there's there's teams one and two in the draft. How many more coaches are going to be gone, and is Urban Meyer about to get a job? Um, I would say, uh, well, we've got Detroit already in there. Houston's already already in there. Um, there were six teams that I was looking at that were going to make a move. And who are the other two that I was thinking about? It's, Bron- not, it's not Phil. Broncos or Chargers? Broncos. Uh, no, I think the Chargers, the Chargers, you know, they had enough of a late season surge. There was one of the teams that I thought might do it, um, but there was enough of a late season surge, and they like where the quarterback is going. So I think that that Anthony Lynn will um, survive that one in the long run. Um, you know, we've got, four, we've got four teams basically in this thing. I've got because it's just bugging me who was the other team. Um, since he'll survive. Um, Arizona? No, Arizona's fine. They're, they're gonna, they, don't, they don't make changes willy-nilly. I mean, I think they're disappointed, but they don't make changes willy-nilly. Cowboys so are going to stand Atlanta, Pat, right? You've got, you've got Atlanta. Cowboys aren't going to do anything. So you've got Atlanta, you've got Detroit, you've got Houston. Already now you've had two. That's five teams. The Bears was the other team that, but the playoff surge will make them want to hold on because they're very conservative on a management side. It's 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 sort of similar to Philadelphia. The the Bears have made changes enough that they know that grass is not greener. And Philadelphia, I think Jeff Lurie learned you know a lot. When he let yeah, Andy Reid go and brought in Chip Kelly, and that was, ended up being a disaster for him after three seasons, and they said he had to move on and get to Doug Peterson. And that's why I think he'll let Doug Peterson play it out a little bit longer um, and see if he can fix it because he wants he wants to have stability within um, for his coaching. So I think that we're at five. I think that that will probably be it this year. Uh, Minnesota is a team I would watch. Um, but you know Zimmer did get an extension last off season, uh, but that's a team that that want you know is is pushing really hard to win, and Chicago will survive as well. As for Urban Meyer, it makes sense in Jacksonville to do that. Um, I think he'll have an awful lot of temptation because you have the number one overall pick, you have a chance to get a quarterback. I think the question with Urban 
is going to be is twofold. Number one, is he actually going to play a pro style offense that works in this in this league? Because I don't think his offense, the way it was run at either Ohio State or at Florida, can function in the NFL. It doesn't have enough intermediate throwing uh, involved, and it exposes the quarterback too much to too much damage. So I don't think that his offensive system can work in the NFL. So is he willing to make that change? And he probably would want to do that with Trevor Lawrence. The other thing that with Urban is, look, Urban's greatest success was based on his ability to recruit. Um, and he's a great recruiter and a great evaluator of talent. That doesn't exist in the NFL. Like You don't get to just convince people to come in and play for you you have to you have to draft really well and jacksonville is not an easy place to get players to come to play because uh, it's not an electric city with a great media market great ability to make money off the field it does have a great tax situation and you're in a warm weather area but i don't know that it's i don't know that that's a perfect fit and i wonder how urban is going to like the distraction of you know, playing in London once or twice a year, uh, the way that they have been playing and the way that they're trying to promote that team um, in London. That sounds to me, the urban that I knew that I learned about here in Gainesville um, from my living here as long as I have and is basically his entire tenure, he's not a guy who likes to tolerate any kind of distraction in any way, shape, or form. And so I think there are a lot of things to me that, that make it hard for him to accept that Jacksonville job, but the money may just be too good and the opportunity to get back in it may just be too good for Urban. Jason, we appreciate the time and uh, all your opinions. Thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. Enjoy the uh, weekend. It should be uh, be a fun one.